Philly 1067 the fan. But sometimes people get out of the studio, they come back in here, they gotta talk to everybody. Drab is assistant program manager, I think, something like that. Tell him to stop talking to JP when the hell he gotta come on the radio. Handle your show, Drab. Closing the door because we're talking in the in the damn hallway, but you're gonna hold our guy because outside trying to talk. Talk to him at two o'clock, two two fifteen. The one thing we've established, Beamich, on this show is that Drab is mad with power. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna I'm gonna DDT him. That was what the guy was to be doing. DDT. Jake the Snake, Jake Diamond the Dallas snake. Page. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, Diamond Dallas did it too, but Jake the Snake won it. Diamond Dallas did the Diamond Cutter, right? Didn't but he Jake the move Snake it up? was a bad body dude, wasn't he? Uh, you'll be stunned that I did lose track of time there. I apologize, uh, boys. I'm like, I told you three times, and then Drab kept talking. The way you were pointing at the chair, I thought you, like, got me something. And I was, like, looking for – usually if B-Mitch is like, yo, check this out, there's, like, a bottle of bourbon or something floating around. So I was excited, and it just meant, no, idiot, time to get to work. So thank you, Brian. <laughs> Good morning. Um, What's up, brother? I think you could probably hear the difference. Maybe I'm wrong. But me and Brian are back in studio holding it down in the Navy Yard. Well, they, I sound the same. How do I sound? Beamish is not back I'm in studio. Here, He's man. been in studio. That's a good point. Um, I got a beer with PFT yesterday oh, before, before I was flying out. And he's like, he's like, oh, so you're leaving right now? I was like, yeah, man, I got to get back. And he's like, all right, well, give me Beamish's number. I'm going to see if he wants to hang out tonight. I was like, sure, but he's in Virginia right now. <laughs> he's convinced he's hung out with you at the Combine before. So uh, I, it might have, I don't know. Do with that what you want. Um, there's plenty, plenty, plenty for us to discuss. Does he think I'm somebody else? <laughs> no, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't that, think that, so. The dude with the hair, yeah, that's who he hung out with. I, my guess is we all hung out at a Super Bowl, and he's just kind of confusing the two. Yeah, it could be. Because, like, the Miami Super Bowl, if you remember, we all went to that party at that car dealership. That, and there were, like, Ferraris everywhere. Then we went to another thing. Did he come out and, um... Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Northside Tavern. Yeah. We had some nights. Atlanta's where my wife called me and said, you have to come home. You look bloated and drunk. That's why you got to stop posting so many pictures. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to teach you one day. You'll learn one day. Don't, don't ever incriminate yourself. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. I want to talk about this report card yesterday from the NFLPA. Um, and, and I want to start on perhaps clarifying some things. This is players, okay? This isn't the media, anybody that thinks there's an agenda or this is a, a anti-Snyder, any of that, you are incorrect. This yeah. is players and the Players Association. Let, let me just, I'm, I've heard three retractions this week. And now I'm hearing all these people that act as if this is the league, somebody else said it, or other team players are saying stuff. The retractions that I heard about statements that were presented, none of them addressed the actual statements that were presented. It answered something that didn't have anything to do with it. And, and that's, been, that's been taught and been proven that if you just start talking about something, people forget what the, the initial thing was and they start going along with what you said. And I think Washington has, has mastered that. But this report that came out yesterday is about people that are inside your building that gave grace. Last season. This is 10 years ago. People that are inside your building, okay? Now, let's remember this as well. A lot of the people that were inside your building last season, they came from other teams. And so they have a base point to 
compared to. So I don't care if it's our people on our station, 106.7 or, or 980 or other people around the country. Nobody really gives a damn what you think about the report. If you have any sense and you are a person who basically are involved with that franchise, you need to be concerned about what your people think about your damn facility, what they feel about how you treat their families, what they think about how all of your stuff is compared to others around the league. This is not about reports. Like people, oh, it doesn't make a difference. I always felt when you are more comfortable and you have a belief and you think somebody give a damn about you, you perform a lot better. So I totally agree with you. So let's let's run through kind of the facts of the matter. And then I want to try to provide some clarity because there's some stuff I know. I talked to a number of former players, current players after this came out, just via text message and a couple phone calls. Um, and I do think there's some confusion here. I tried to point some of that stuff out on social media, but let's let's start with just the facts, okay? Okay. The NFLPA, and I, I bumped into an NFLPA official yesterday after this came out when I was still in Indy, and I said, oh, man, your survey is uh, getting some attention, and they said, good. We're trying to shine a light on the people doing it right and shine a light on the people doing it wrong, mm-hmm. and that was all that was said. There was no specific this team, that team, but the NFLPA wants it known what teams are taking care of players and what teams aren't. Mm-hmm. The NFLPA is the NFL Players Association. Every player in the NFL is a member. This is the union. This is the players' union. That is, their goal is to protect players. 1,300 players provided information to share with one another about their current club to not only help them make important career decisions, but also help raise standards across the league. I am reading from the report. You can find all of this on their website at NFLPA.com. This is all public. One of our core jobs as a union is to improve the overall working conditions for our players, which includes the daily experience of players at the team facilities away from the lights and cameras. Our goals were to highlight positive clubs, identify areas that could use improvement, and highlight best practices and standards. To learn more about the background of this initiative, you can read a letter, okay? There's 32 teams in the NFL. Yeah. 32. Yeah. There are eight divisions with or eight divisions with four teams in each. There are two conferences, 16 teams each. 32 teams. Mm-hmm. The commanders ranked dead last. 32nd out of 32nd. I'm going to read. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read the grades, landfill, and you can provide the sound effects. And then I want to get into each specific thing, what I know to be true. What I where there are a few areas where I think there's some confusion. Treatment of families. The commanders finished tied for 29th, which is tied for last with a grade of F. Team travel. I didn't even know this was possible. They finished 32nd with an F minus. You know, that's some of the grades you had in college. B, I, I honestly was thinking about this. I, I had some some rough classes. Had to redo some stuff. Had to take 32 credits my last semester of college just to get out on time. Wow. I don't think I ever got an F minus, man. <laughs> F minus, Landfill? Jeff, you ever get an F minus? I've never had a D. 
find that hard to believe. Layville, F minus? You ever got you no, ever no, logged one no. of those? Jeff's dad would have put them things on him. True. I uh, I I dropped the class before <laughs> it could become official. Yeah, just, just take the incomplete. Yeah. Duh. All right. Uh locker room. I spent a lot of time in this locker room. Can't say I'm stunned by this. Locker room, 32nd out of 32 teams, F minus. Let me add this. They've made significant progress on that locker room in the last 10 years. And But I would say this. If you made significant progress and you're still 32nd, are you making progress to basically Im- to, to improve or just to like, – like a lot of people, like you could have – like we look in, in – like we always talk about our studio. If they We're come in, in here – This come studio in here gets an F- And throw some paint on the bottom part of the walls. You really didn't change much in the damn studio, did you? It's not going to change what, the way you feel about it. So when they go and do little things, it's not enough. Keep remembering, the people that filled out this survey are guys that are on the football team. Right. That a lot of them came from other teams. I know, like, I could bring – listen, my college is not the biggest college in the world. I'll put everything in my college facility against anything over there, and they won't beat them in nothing. Let's keep going through the grades because there's this notion. I, I'll never understand, like, and I think it's a small minority of fans that are like, oh, man, they're just spoiled. <laughs> Whether they are or not, all they are are measuring against what their peers are doing. Yeah. So it's what the entire league is. And if you go First look, of all, so the fans, the fans that complain when they go to FedEx, you're spoiled. Shut up and just accept it if you want the player to shut up and accept it. All right. I think of the same thing, isn't it? I have one more F minus B, <laughs> if you could believe it. We've got three F minuses and an F. Uh, the training room, F minus, tied for 30th, tied for last. I'm working my way up, Landini. I'm on my way up. Training staff, D, 31st. Who was last in that? I'll have to check. All right. Food service slash nutrition. And I'm going to try to clarify some stuff on this, but food service slash nutrition got a D plus tied for 18th. Landville, you, you might need a better noise because that D plus is damn near the top of the list here. <laughs> Weight room, C plus, tied for 22nd. Okay. Meh. All right. I'll take that. Get the lasers ready. Strength coaches, A-plus, tied for first. Um, I, I tweeted out about Chad Englehart, who is the team's head strength coach. He, I meant to ask you this. I think Chad went to southeastern Louisiana. Yeah. UL was southwestern Western. before yeah, he, he went, renamed it. He went where my uh, my nephew went to school at. Where, what town is that? Hammond. Hammond. All right. What is their mascot? I don't know what the hell they are. Jeff, let's see if you can figure that out when you're done stretching that neck out, bud. Didn't wasn't Chad Englehart the dude that like went viral one year at the combine because he was like smacking dudes on the so stomach? I saw Chad yesterday during at, the bench press. I saw him yesterday at the combine, and I had tweeted about him like, "Hey, you know, Commanders fans should note that Chad Englehart has been the strength coach here for a long time. Players love him, and like he gets asked to come to the combine to run the bench press because young players love him." And so the the clip you're talking about, Landfill, I talked to him about it yesterday, was Ed Oliver. If you remember, um, 
I think he came out of Houston, if I'm recalling, and the Bills drafted him has been a big part of that Bills pass rush. And Oliver asked him to do that, to slap him, kind of punch him while he's benching. And apparently Chad told me the story that Oliver asked him to do it three times. And I guess Chad did it four. And this is, you know, years later after Oliver's been in the NFL and they ran into each other. And he said, man, I told you only to do it three. And Chad said, man, that first one was just a love tap. (laughs) Oliver went on to post his personal record, get drafted. Everything worked out pretty well. Englehart is loved. I don't know if anybody saw this, but Will Compton, um, former Commanders, Redskins, linebacker, went on to play for the Raiders, the Titans, probably more famous now for being a podcaster than his playing days. Compton quote tweeted me and said, looks like not that much has changed in Ashburn. Chad Englehart's still the best thing they got going up there. So, See, But think about it. A guy that was in that building still promote that they did not have good facilities. You have to understand that. Totally. And and I want to be crystal clear about this before we kind of go in line by line. They're the Lions. What's that? Southeastern Louisiana. Devil Lions? The Lions. The Lions. All right, go Lions. Rumi the Lion is their mascot, though. Okay, perfect. Whoever's that. I like that B was able to track that down before Jeff. Um, Jeff is looking at Instagram. And, and TikTok. Stories. Instagram or TikTok. Jeff, we can't, I can't see that. All right, thank you. <laughs> Jeff, I can't see what you're showing me or hear what you're telling me, but I appreciate the effort, buddy. Um, this is not a Ron Rivera problem. This is not a Jason Wright problem. Now, are, they're the guys there now, and they, they're certainly part of the of the stew of blame, but I, I don't look at the current situation. This is probably 15-plus years of neglect and not in reinvesting. This is about facilities. And when you talk about top-notch travel, top-notch food, top-notch family care, that's about spending money, and that is something the organization has not done. That is attributable to ownership. But just like but just like the stadium where they were thinking about, oh, we're going to move out the stadium, we're not going to invest. Do you not think that's been the same mindset with some other stuff as of late? Now, you got to understand, totally. people have been around this thing now for three, four years, and I think you can make a hell of a difference in three or four years in a lot of places. So you, you have to understand that for everybody that wants this, the problem is I think we are so defensive here in Washington now. Every time something comes out, we want to dispel the story before we can even pay attention to it. I don't it. understand trying to dispel this. There are this players, players that are saying we need better. Now, I think it was Rick Snyder yesterday saying, oh, it doesn't make a difference. Back in the day, nobody won't hear about back in the day, okay? Let's, let's just take, I'm going to give you one little thing about back in the day. The players back in the day are not these pampered, spoiled-ass kids today. So just every parent out there, look in your house. Are your kids anything like you were? Could you have questioned your parents like your kids questioned you? Do you have to go buy the stuff for your kids? Your parents told you, hell, with that, you better go get you a job. Those things happen. So it does matter. The kid today need to have things a certain way or they're not producing for you. So when you try to sit there and compare, it's a waste of damn time. So let's realize when Washington was winning back in the day, yes, they were at old Redskin Park. But you know what? They were still treated. Players, I told you, Coach Gibbs told everybody in the building, make sure the players are happy. Because if they're happy, they perform well. They win, everybody get paid well. And today, it's obvious based off of this damn report, the players are not happy. 
So I told you at one point, everybody treated the players like they were special. That's the biggest asset on, a, on any NFL football team. The players are the largest asset because if they're doing their job at a high level, everybody looks good. Right now, I have, I have been around that damn building. The salespeople think they're bigger than the players. That ain't happening ever. So stop treating them as if you're bigger, then maybe you'll see some changes around it. But work needs to be done. And, and I'll add this, Brian, and I'm curious if you agree with me. Football teams, I'd even say athletic teams, they can take on the personality of a dump. They can take on the personality of bad facilities and, and say, we're going to fight through this together. If you have a winning culture and you're able to rally around nobody believes in us, nobody takes care of us, all we have is what's in this room, that sort of thing, that can work. But culturally— but that, that needs to be outside of the building, other nobody cares about us. It can't be inside your building. Right. You, you've seen over time— Teams rally around all sorts of different things. But this concept of, like, spoiled modern athletes, it, you could think that if you if you think that's necessary. But these kids coming out of small colleges have elite facilities. Go to the high schools. Somebody please drive to St. John's on Military Road in Northwest D.C. You don't, don't even go there. Go to public schools. Have dope turf fields and new locker rooms. Go to the St. James where these kids in eighth grade are playing hockey tournaments <laughs> and flag football tournaments and go see what the gym looks like with the rock climbing wall. <laughs> to think that everything, so not everything is but spoiled. It's just thing, modernized. But, but, but let's, let's be real, Jay. Every article per se is written. You know what it talks about? Spoiled athletes. Now you want to act like, oh, they just, no, no, no. They've been that. We make them feel that way. It's not making it to a problem now. But it's not about the athletes being sport. It's about the fact that you are not giving them the same level that everybody else has. But you want them to compete against them at a high level. Beamich, it's not athletes. The whole world. What's, we talk about um, health and, and fitness problems in America. Make people take the stairs. Like, like, I, I mean, do it every day. An, an escalator's broken and you close the escalator. Everybody has to take the elevator. Just turn it off and walk. I do it. it. It's it's the modernization of everything. Yeah. And, and so to try to be dismissive of we this. We as adults are spoiled too. Totally. We're going to go through this line by line. Because there are a couple things that I want to point out that I think the questions from players I talked to were a little confusing. But we also got to point out the glaring, glaring, glaring inefficiencies and insufficiencies that the commanders operate within. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Don't go anywhere. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Lot to discuss here. Uh, yesterday's like tough day. right here, Landfill. 
Tough day for the organization of the commanders as an NFLPA survey of more than 1,300 players. How many players are in the league? I'm going to try to do some rough 1,800. Math. 1,800. Okay. So that's damn near two-thirds of the league. It used to be 1,800. So it should be around 18. Those are, yeah. Well, yeah. especially if we're saying 53-man rosters. 53? 53 is 1,700. So, you got you to practice squad people as well. That's why sure. you get the 1,800. Yeah, I mean, if you, get, if you go all the way to 90, which are your training camp rosters, you got 2,800, but that gets cut down. Yeah. Most of the year, it's probably around 60. Um, regardless, 1,300 people, 1,300 players, more than enough to get a fair assessment. And this is players. Everybody says there's a media bias. There's a social media bias, whatever. This is players. This is not media. This is nothing. Of 32 teams in the NFL, the Minnesota Vikings placed at the top of players' working conditions. Mm-hmm. The Vikings built first-class new facilities. They got a first-class new practice facility. They got an incredible stadium in downtown Minneapolis, and they take care of their players. Um, The opposite end of that spectrum was the Washington Commanders. They placed 32nd out of 32 teams. Um, The Commanders responded yesterday via spokesperson to the survey. They said, player and health safety is our top priority, and we continue to invest in our facilities, including a new practice field, new turf in the practice bubble, and increased meeting room space. We know there is more to do, and we regularly talk with our players about ways to improve their work environment and the experience for their families. So I want to point out some areas that's true. Um, And this was well documented. I believe the Athletic and the Post, and hell, maybe even NBC Sports Washington, but they overhauled the practice fields, putting in good new drainage. Because you and I both know we've been out there a million times, it's swampland. It's it, it gets super soggy where it is. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? Floodplain. Mm-hmm. And when Ron took the job, Ron really likes to practice outside pretty much year-round, as much as he can. And so they had to put this drainage in so that it was basically so bad there that when it rained, you couldn't practice outside the next day because the fields would just have puddles. It would be a little soggy. They have put the money in that those fields drain well now. And by and large, they are able to practice outside even in light rain, even the day after a heavy rain. So, you know, I'm getting like that part of this statement, accurate. New, okay, but, but new, the thing of it, though, your players are the ones that were surveyed. Right. So maybe it, it maybe you've improved it because it was so bad you improved it, but it's still not up to standard. You, you ever notice that you could do that? Yeah. You can improve something and it can still be below standard of, of, of another franchise. Here's Here's an exact example of that, I think. Yeah. They put in new turf in the practice bubble. And they did that. Mm-hmm. And it's better turf. Like, I mean, I've walked on it. I've seen it. If you remember during the challenge of how far can I throw a football while sitting down, I sent you guys a video. That mm-hmm. was in the on the new turf in the practice bubble. But to get to the practice bubble, you have to walk outside. Mm-hmm. Generally, why are you going to the bubble? Because it's bad weather. So you have to walk outside from the facility to the bubble, which isn't that long of a walk, but it's not. It's not just outside either. 60 yards. Yeah. But maybe you're walking, a little farther. Yeah, maybe it's 70 yards. Mm-hmm. But you're walking generally in cleats, on concrete, dressed for practice, which is generally shorts and a and a jersey and maybe shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. And just from a from an aesthetic, from just from looking at it, it's like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And the the best te- the, the the best facilities. That stuff's all connected. Yeah. It's all indoors. Like if if you got to practice indoors, and I'm not saying that Washington needs to 
have an indoor facility like Buffalo or Minnesota. Uh, uh, Baltimore. Right. But you, new turf on the practice bubble is the ultimate band-aid. Because, yeah, you got new turf in there. It's nice. But it's still a bubble where you don't have enough space for everybody. It's not a true indoor facility. Mm-hmm. And, and, dude, we could sit up here and talk about Alabama and Notre Dame and Texas A&M and these, these football factories. Well, that you talk about Maryland right Maryland. now. Maryland. Uh, Southwest Louisiana Lafayette. Right. Uh, go to go to College Park and look at the facilities they built at the old Coldfield House. Legit. They're beautiful. Yeah. And it's multiple fields. It's a ton of space. That's and we're not talking Bama and the Florida Gators. God bless Maryland's my alma mater, but nobody's confusing them with Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the go to the St. James, which is a public, open to the public I was there gym last night. It's a beautiful facility. Sometimes you got to spend money to make money. Yeah. And then the, the last thing here, increased meeting room space. The team. I don't know if this was, I think a lot of reasons for this may have happened, but by and large, they moved the business facility, the business people to FedEx Field to make the Ashburn headquarters more of a football-centric location. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, but most folks got moved out to FedEx Field. I think that was actually because of COVID, because to to have practices again, you had to really limit the amount of people that were close to the players. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think and you need more space so the players could be away from each other. And I think as you read all of these investigations and allegations that came around, they wanted to start separating some folks. Mm-hmm. And I think they were concerned about leaks coming from the other side of the building mm-hmm. when a free agent visited or a, a rookie visit, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So they do have more meeting room space. They moved the media. I know this firsthand. They moved the media outside the press conference room out of the main building back to the annex because they expanded the weight room. They have done some stuff. But that doesn't change these rankings. That doesn't change what is real. And I think if you look at a lot of this, I'm reading from the overview of the commander's report card. This is from the NFLPA. This is not me saying it. This is not B saying it. Washington Commanders are ranked 32nd last in our team guide. Besides the strength coaches who received great feedback and grades as one of the best groups in the league, the rest of the club's operations and facilities were rated by player respondents at the bottom of every single category. The locker room does not have confidence that club owner Dan Snyder is willing to invest to upgrade the facilities, as player responses rank him 31st in this category. I mean... It's <clears throat> players. B, when you played, Jack and Cook was a bit of a wild man. Mm-hmm. But did you ever think he wouldn't spend the money needed? Never. One thing I knew, this is the thing about when Jack and Cook was the owner. I'll be totally honest with you. I never thought about Jack and Cook. I never thought about Charlie Cassidy. Because the person that was running the football and taking care of football was Coach Gibbs. And everything Coach Gibbs said he was going to get and what he asked for, he got. So you didn't worry about anything else. You know, every once in a while we'll see a little weird story about Jack. But it wasn't every other day. So I just think that it gets to a point where 
too much of the business aspect of the football has gotten involved with the football Bro. instead of being totally separated like it was in the past. And that's why for like people like Rick Snyder that was spoiled because the football operation was ran by football people and it was always like that. Now you got too many nose dipping in everything. Nose is dipping in everything. Just the simple stuff, man. I, I don't know how many people have actually driven out there and understand what it looks like from the road until you get to the gate. But an NFL team that's worth four, five, six billion dollars, I'll never understand how they're cool with the first thing people see is a bunch of cars parked in the grass. And, and that's team people. They don't have enough parking. Mm-hmm. Then you get into the lot. You could have actually that that gate can be at at uh, Lyon at County road, Parkway, right? And then all of that Pave stuff it. right there could be be parking lot. Pave it, yeah, bro. P- B, my driveway. Our boy Scotty Gentile, asphalt star. I, I'm gonna send him some pictures. My driveway is old. It's kind of cracked. My little girls want to play basketball. We got a little basketball hoop. I think I'm gonna get my driveway redone because it's old and cracked. Mm-hmm. What does the parking lot look like? Players are driving Maseratis, dude. Mm-hmm. I, For a long time, a long time, I mean years, six, seven years, there was a running joke in the locker room about the pothole on the way back out to Loudoun County Parkway. Mm-hmm. This isn't public. This isn't Loudoun County not fixing a pothole. This isn't the state of Virginia not fixing a pothole. This is the organization. Mm-hmm. You don't think the players talk about that stuff? You but know, when you go see, to, go to Flower Branch, Georgia, to the Falcons facility. But but this is what doesn't I, happen. I would say this, okay? The response from that you read from the team does that response sound like they're trying to prove to the fans or to a media person? Shouldn't they be that? That should have been an in-house thing because guess who's complaining? Your players in-house. So, as I stated, they they put out. Something to recant what was said. But it doesn't address the issue. The issue is your players feel like the stuff is not up to par. You're trying to act as if somebody's going after you. When? I don't think anybody was going after them. I don't think the PA set out to say, let's make Washington last. In the PA's first reports of this, they just tried to highlight the top five teams. The PA was like, the Vikings are doing it right. yeah. And then it, as people ascertain the information, you also find out who's in last. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I equate most of this with Snyder, frankly. The locker room. When you were a player, the locker room's kind of your sanctuary, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of your office, correct? Yeah. What do you want in your sanctuary, in your office? You want to be able to – you want things to be able – you want to be able to go in there and you want it to be so comfortable. I look at the locker room just like I look at – Country clubs. A country club should have to make sure that their building, the inside, is at to a point where it attracts your members so your members won't leave the golf course to go somewhere else to eat or watch TV. You want to make sure they, they can do all that at your place. The locker room, okay? When I was there in Washington, it wasn't no ping pong tables there. I'm sure there no pool tables around there either. With no room we can go watch TV. I go to Philadelphia and they put it in. Inside the locker room, you had foosball, ping pong. You could bring the barbers could come in and cut your hair. Pool. 
They had all type of different little machines and things to where we didn't have to leave. So what happened, guys would be in there six, seven, eight at night, mixing and mingling, still talking about football a lot of time, but we did not leave, which means that we had less people going their own directions, doing other stuff. We had more people staying together. All that stuff works. You know, and I, I know a lot of people that don't get inside those buildings, you don't understand how important it is to make it comfortable for the guys want to be there. Then you don't have to worry about them coming early and staying late. But when it's not good, they come at the last minute and they leave as soon as they hit damn well can. A number of a, a number of things I need to point out. Brian got a text message that I'm gonna we won't attribute to anyone, but I want you to read. Do not go anywhere. Shout out to my guy, Shankmaster. (laughs) This guy. My man says, oh, no, the commander's football team has to walk outside to get to the practice bubble. I hope they'll be okay. What an idiotic, ridiculous news story, but perfect for our media to pounce on. Not dismissing it. You're just wrong. Landfill, according to Shankmaster, we're wrong. He's right. Shout out to... uh, Saya took Lutch. He says, this is obviously a Dan Burner account. Isn't uh, Shankmaster actually saying that, you know, Jonathan Allen and Taylor Heineke, that they're wrong? You know, Deron Payne doesn't know what he's talking right, about. The players? Yeah. At what what team has Shankmaster ever been on? That's a fair point. Well, what what team has he been on? Or what, what did he have to prepare for that he had to be missed? Put in the wrong position and, and and be in a different, more difficult situation than his comp, comp, his competitors. According to that tweet right there, B, he knows more than Terry McLaurin. He also is claiming that we're the we're being a liberal media by pointing out the results of a player survey because we're respecting somebody else's opinion. Because it's from a union, damn it. Is that I, get, I mean, maybe what the? It's hell? not from a union. Good luck, Shane. It's from Master. the players. Oh, an association. But you know, that that and that's what I've always stated that if when you when if you expect change, you gotta expect different. And a lot of fans have been just like that idiot right there, where they don't care. They just want to go against anybody that points out something instead of expecting different. All I replied to Shankmaster, keep thinking it doesn't matter, keep seeing the same results. Mm-hmm. So Well, he heard what I said. There's a there's a couple of things I want to point out. Like, little anecdotes that kind of support this, right? Remember a few years back, and this is probably, hell, six, seven years back now, when the story came out that Kirk built his own little quarterback office Mm -hmm. out of a closet because there was no space for a quarterback office? Uh Uh-huh. You should have space for a quarterback office. And we're not talking about having his own office. It's not Russ Wilson. We're not talking about having his own wing like Russell Wilson. He just wanted a little space where he can dedicate more time to watching film and doing things, and it was not there. He had to provide it to himself, build it out himself. That's Those type of things is a problem. Correct. Um, there, specifically, this is listed in the report. The locker room ranked F- minus, dead last. 35% of players feel like they have enough space. Players want more personal space, better and bigger lockers, and more bathroom space. Woodmont Country Club up in Rockville. Mm-hmm. I got friends there. You got friends there. I would argue they have the best country club locker room facilities in and around D.C. Their lockers are significantly better than the commander's lockers. Mm-hmm. 
I think you go into the Matha High School, their lockers. The, the commander's lockers kind of look cool, but they don't have any of kind of the audio-video hookups that a lot of modern lockers have. There's not a ton of space there, especially for what, what happens in the NFL is big-name players just get stuff mailed to them all the time. I mean, hell, B. Mitch hasn't played in 20 years and gets stuff mailed to him all the time here. The, the amount of stuff. Dude, I'm a blogger, and I get stuff mailed to me. Like, the amount of stuff famous athletes obtain, you need more space. That's the, that that facility was built, like, in 19, what, 97, 98, something like that? Sure. I don't know. So, it is 2023. Do you not think things have changed over the years? Like when you, you build your house. Let's say if you had a house built 30 years ago. You start trying to refurbish different little areas of the house or outside because things change. And if you want to keep it up to date, you change up some stuff with it. You know what I mean? That's all they're asking. Because I was in Dallas the that Monday before I went to uh, Arizona. And I spoke for this company, Data Bank, which... It was their all their stuff was held at the area they called the Star. One of my high, one of my college teammates is the head strength coach for the Dallas Cowboys. So they had a um, a tour of all their facilities. I think it was built in '92. I think it was just after the Super Bowl. Right, so '92. Yep. You think that stuff not a lot of stuff not outdated anymore? There. So I went through the Dallas Cowboys facility. It was eye-opening, dog. It was completely eye-opening. That thing is they, bro. If it could, if it, if it, if anybody could get it today, it's in those lockers. And for those who think that players don't want to feel comfortable, let me just give you an example here. Nick Sunberg did a thing called loads of uh loads of love, loads of love, and. They did a study where when these kids went to school with clean clothes and better clothes, their grades were better. It makes a difference, doesn't it? There are some kids out there who could probably have dirty clothes and still be successful, but for the most part, when those kids got better clothes and things, and then there are people when they do glasses with people or they, they fix their teeth, they go get braces and things, their grades go up as well. So the way you feel about yourself and about how you feel someone feel about you, it, it directly impacts the amount that you give back and you exert. So for all of you that want to keep saying it doesn't make a difference, want to always act as if this is what, oh, those, those spoiled athletes, everybody is spoiled to a sense. Everybody wants to feel special. And if you're in a multi-billion dollar industry, and you feel that your people are not providing for you what others are providing for them, it's kind of hard. Like, I've, I've always stated this. If I think my bosses don't support me or care about me, it'll be hard as hell for me to give them 100%. <laughs> I might try my damnness, but I guarantee you I won't give them 100%. And that's all that's is being presented. So everybody out there, think about your boss. If you feel your boss don't give a damn and they're not providing, giving you the best opportunity to succeed, can you still give them 100%? I doubt it. I want to boil this down real simply, and I'm using boil specifically. In the, in the survey, this was listed. 
Some players complain that there is a lack of warm water and poor drainage in the shower. Yo, I know firsthand being there, players coming out and say, oh, the water's cold again. When you get done with any sort of... But, Jay, man, they, those guys could take cold showers. They probably need a cold shower anyway. They, they young men. They've been running around. They don't need a hot shower. You get done exercising, and you're sweaty. And particularly if you've been playing football out That was on sarcasm there, people. You want to take a shower. Yeah. And even if you don't like hot shower, I like a hot shower. Some people just like a room temperature shower. You don't like cold showers. No. I mean, this is baseline, simple stuff. I don't like cold showers even when I need one. Would you go back to a hotel if they were running out of hot water? Hell no. Hot water. Everybody that don't think it make a difference, you answer that question, would you? Nikki Javala joins us next. I, I want to talk. I mean, I have so much information on this just from traveling around the league and seeing it and seeing what teams offer and what teams don't. And there's a reason. You could say that people hate Snyder, so they're writing this. This is the players, man. <laughs> this is the players. And they've tried to upgrade some things. They've done real work on the fields. They've done real work. B, I don't know the last time you walked to the locker room just in trying to modernize the pictures and stuff. Just getting some cool pictures of McLaurin up there. And just, like, they have tried to put lipstick on the pig. But a pig is a pig. It's still a pig. Don't go anywhere. All right.